my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Bringing to you today the first of two Thanksgiving episodes. Yes, there is a Full House Thanksgiving episode entitled The Miracle of Thanksgiving, Season 1, Episode 9, and then... <laughs> Fuller House has a Thanksgiving episode, Season 2, Episode 6, entitled Fuller Thanksgiving, which will be done and uploaded for your enjoyment the week of Thanksgiving. Yes. More than likely, it'll probably be the day before Thanksgiving when that one is released. And then The Miracle of Thanksgiving I plan to release on... The 14th or 15th of November, so that gives you a little bit of a break in between them. All right, I jumped on IMDb. The Miracle of Thanksgiving, Season 1, Episode 9, aired on November 20th, 1987. And this episode, I'm going to read both synopsises here because both are really good. Well, actually, to be honest, the second one is the best by Michelle P. That was written by Michelle P. This first one, it's short, just a sentence, says, It's a turkey of a day when everyone teams up to prepare the Thanksgiving feast. But I like this one the best. It's the first Thanksgiving without Pam, and her entire family feels the effect of their loss. DJ takes over Thanksgiving dinner, but when things fall apart, both the dinner and emotions... Both the dinner and the emotions, or both the dinner and emotions, I'm sorry guys. The boys help the girls and each other through it. That is sweet. Alright. This episode's got a 7.2 out of 10 based on 235 ratings. It was directed by Peter Baldwin. Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Russell Marcus was a writer on this episode. We have some user reviews, we got some trivia, we got some connections, ooh, and some goofs, ooh, and a soundtrack. Alright, let's go into, let's go into trivia first. Jesse tells Stephanie that when he was five and his sister Pam was ten, he played beauty school with her and she cut half his hair off. Oh no. In episode 2.1, he plays with beauty shop with Stephanie and she accidentally cuts off a chunk of his hair. Interesting. I guess like they say, like mother, like daughter. <laughs> Position of Jesse's hands when he gives her, Stephanie, a piggyback ride. This is a goof. Continuity. Connections. The Wizard of Oz. I think I, call, I, think I can hear Uncle Henry calling. And of course, Lassie, which was quoted by Jesse. As he says... What is it, Lassie? What is it, girl? Did Grandpa fall in the river again? <laughs> oh, God. It's because Joey has a his tongue stuck in a glass bottle, which is... the Then the bottle is stuck between two rungs of the back of a chair. Good golly. And it's just he's not making sense. 
I'm going to read one review now, and then I'll read the other two later. 9 out of 10. Don't kill the bird! Exclamation point. This review was published on December 5th, 2013. It's one of those times when an event that's usually a happy time is a sad one. Pam was still a member of the family last Thanksgiving. She'd showed DJ how to cook the turkey and make the pie, but this year Pam's not with them. DJ wanted nothing more than, than to make her mother proud by cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Things are going well until Jesse and Joey tried to carve the bird and discover the bird is frozen. DJ was so excited about cooking dinner and how proud mom would be that Danny could not bring himself to tell her the truth. When two pretty ladies come by with the turkey, well, Danny offered them $200 for it. But Joey ruined any chances when he got his bottle, his tongue, why did I say his bottle? Got his tongue stuck in a bottle. Only Joey can get the family in a predicament like that. The saddest part of the episode is when Jesse finally realized that his sister wouldn't be there for Thanksgiving that year. Danny had to talk him through his grief, knowing it was harder on him than anyone because he'd had more time with her than anyone else in the family. And Danny does bring that up. Like, you've had more Thanksgivings and holidays with Pam than any of us have. It's always nice to see the one who lost the most, who lost the most comforting others. Oh, sorry. There, I wonder if there should have been a comma. It's always nice to see the one who lost the most, comma, comforting others. And Danny's a born comforter. He is, but he really, it's like, I get it. He He's a hugger. He wants to be a, you know, a comforter, especially. They're sharing in this grief, if you think about it. Danny lost a wife. The girls lost a mother. Jesse lost a, lost a sister. And he'd known Pam a lot longer than Danny and the girls. Not saying that their grief isn't equal to what his is, but it's like, when you comfort somebody, if somebody basically is telling you, you need to back off and let me grieve privately, you don't want to push that matter. And I will get to that when we get to this scene. And the scene that I'm thinking about, I've been thinking about this for the last week or so, and I've just... I know, I know that, oh, that's going to be hard for me just because I can relate. I can relate to Jesse. I can relate to the girls. I just, just all of what they're feeling. They're all, if you think about it, the only person not blood related, well, actually, Danny's not blood related, but, um, Joey is not blood-related to Pam, but that doesn't mean that he can't um, be there to support them. But, all right, everybody, let's get into this episode. If you're a new Tanner newbie and you're uh, listening to the podcast for the first time and jumping on the Tanner train, thank you, thank you. I hope you enjoy it. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, find out what episodes are coming up in the next couple months, you can go to facebook.com slash ohmylantaholychalupas full house podcast. You can even just type in the search bar full house podcast or fuller house podcast. It should come right up. If you're a long time listener and you want to lend your support as far as you want to have your own opinions heard on the podcast or just you know, compliments, 
memories, what have you, you can do that in email form. If you want to send an audio clip, email, you can do that at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. I really would. If any of you guys are going through this right now where you've lost a family member, especially if it's the first set of hol- major holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you guys just want to kind of express your own feelings and how you get through it, guys. That would that would help me out a lot just to know that other there are other people right now. Whether it's your first set of holidays without a specific family member or whether it's been five years or, or whatever, I would love to hear from you. I really, really would. We can all kind of share in this grief and help, you know, each other through it. And that's what Danny is is there for all everybody they're all sharing in this grief and they are all helping each other through it the best that they can this family is there for each other guys all day every day all the way so all right let's jump into it so being in season one we don't really get these cold opens just yet i wonder if that started around season two so we cut to Michelle's door as it's propped open just a little bit. Danny's got his hand in there, but he's got this, it looks like something, clearly this is something that Stephanie made in school because DJ's 10, I don't know if they would make something like this. This might. This seems really like lower elementary. It's it's cutest thing. It's a giant pine cone with multicolored feathers, you know, yellow, orange, pink, red, green, blue. And it's just, it's so cute. You know what it reminds me of? The NBC Peacock. (laughs) Okay, so I do see the little construction paper head on there. I'm like, at first I'm like, where's the head? Where's the turkey's head on this thing? Okay, it's there. Danny comes in, he's wearing a royal blue robe with pajama top and bottom, red pajama top and bottoms underneath. And we cut to Michelle, who's already standing up and in her crib, and she's wearing this canary yellow footsie pajamas. She's smiling, she's like, Daddy! Well, she doesn't talk yet. Maybe she might say a couple words. This is only episode nine. But Danny's got his hand thrust in the in the crack of the door with the little pine cone turkey go gobble 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 and Michelle's just got the happiest face on. I just thought of something. Okay, the show started airing in September '87, right? Um, Michelle would have been what they say nine months old, right? So if you think about it, this, is her first. Thanksgiving as a baby. So I'm guessing that if she's nine months old in September, Michelle must have been born either just after Christmas or right around early New Year, like maybe New Year's. So yeah, this is her first set of holidays. That's so cute. Granted, we don't get a Christmas episode until season two. So yeah, he comes in and says, Happy Thanksgiving, Michelle! So he picks her up, and he says, 
Today, you have an opportunity that only comes around once in your career as a baby. And she smiles at him. <laughs> like, you can blow everyone away at Thanksgiving dinner by saying one word. Turkey. Turkey. Turkey, 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 turkey. It's kind of like a bouncer around as he goes around to the other side of her crib. And finally, it's like he thinks if he says it enough, she'll just turkey, 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 or something. He finally stops after like six times of saying turkey. And he's like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. You don't need this kind of pressure, do you? It's like, if she's only said da-da, uh, turkey... It's a two-syllable word. I don't know if she's there just yet. Maybe. You never know. She could surprise you. So I'm going to play this adorable clip between Bob Saget and either Mary-Kate or Ashley Olsen. I'm not sure who, but I just... I love Danny's relationship with his girls, especially baby Michelle. Today, you have an opportunity that only comes around once in your career as a baby. <laughs> you can blow everyone away at Thanksgiving dinner by uttering one simple word. Turkey. Turkey. You know what that made me think? Like, if you say turkey enough, doesn't it start to slowly sound like jerky? Turkey, jerky, 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 jerky. They sound so similar. I noticed Danny, of course, he's still wearing his wedding ring. I don't think there's a time limit of how long after your spouse has passed away that you stop wearing your wedding ring. That's totally up to you. You should never feel rushed to take it off. I think once you slowly start to, like, look for companionship in the future, maybe you feel you're ready to start getting out there and meeting new people and a romantic interest, that maybe you might, like, maybe it is time my spouse would want me to move forward and then the ring comes off. But nobody should honestly pressure, and no one's pressuring Danny to take his wedding ring off. However, in the episode Danny's First Date, he does ask Jesse and Joey the question, should I take my wedding ring off? In Fuller House Season 1, there is an episode where DJ does finally take, she doesn't ask, should I take my wedding ring off? She says, she doesn't even say it, she just calmly takes it, takes it off. Puts it in her uh, jewelry box. So, all right. So, we're moving to Jesse's room. I love his jukebox here. It's just, it's so fancy looking. It just, I'm not sure whether those are like, um, I think they might be tubes on either side of it that have like this glowing lava bubble, like, going through it. It just... I had to see it when it's actually lit up and stuff like that, but it's really cool. Because when it's not lit up like that, it's, it almost makes it look like it's kind of some type of a, a wood material. I love that, fro that faux fur rug that Jesse has. That faux fur blanket, excuse me. It's just, it's so nice looking. Jesse, of course, is sleeping on one side of his bed. He's not in the middle. 
And the blanket pretty much hits him, like, waist from the waist down. Danny, of course, is like, hey, okay, I'm going to put Michelle right on the back of Jesse's neck. Just like uh, like it's a saddle, Michelle. You're just going to sit right at the base of his neck. Now, think about it. Michelle's, it's morning. I'm sure she hasn't, I bet she's had a change diaper. I really think that he wouldn't just leave her in that soiled diaper just like, hey, let's put you on Uncle Jesse's neck. She's got to weigh what? I mean, if she's nine months old, she's got to weigh over 10 pounds, wouldn't she? Maybe between 10 and 15 pounds? Danny places Michelle on (laughs) Jesse's neck. Immediately, Jesse wakes up because Danny's like, Happy Thanksgiving! And Jesse's like, his eyes are still closed. He's really drumming. He's like, why is there a butterball on my head? Danny makes a joke about how Jesse's hair is some sort of baby magnet, because at this point in the show, Jesse is still Jesse Cochran. He's not Jesse Katsopoulos, at least not, I believe, not until season two. Jesse, with Michelle still on his neck, lifts his head just enough to see his alarm clock. It's 7 a.m. It's a holiday. Man, what? I'm going to... Good night! I'm still... I just got in. He probably did just get in. So Danny says, look, I have a little problem, and I need to see you and Joey downstairs right now. And I get that maybe he doesn't want to have to go through this twice, so that's why he's like, I want you both there, so I only have to explain this once. And he's got, Danny's got Michelle in the crook of his arm, uh, riding on his hip just about, and he's got his other hand grabbing forcibly yanking the back of Jesse's shirt. So it's probably choking his throat. Like, come on, come on, come on, up, 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 up. You're not going back to sleep. So Danny actually leaves the room in, in hopes that maybe Jesse will just follow him and Jesse and I are going to get a lock for my door. It's like, he is like still asleep. He's like half awake, barely. And he ends up hitting the wall with his head where the light switch is. Danny turns around, still has Michelle, and grabs Jesse by the sleeve of his shirt. Like, all right, we're coming upon some stairs. I suggest you open your eyes. Like, Danny's not taking no for an answer. All right, at this time in the show, of course, it's only episode nine. Joey does not have a room in the basement yet. He is still in the alcove on a cot. As soon as Danny and Jesse come down the stairs, boom, Joey is up. He was... I want to check out those slippers he was wearing. He's got some, like, bear or gorilla feet. Huge slippers. And he's snuggling with his olive oil uh, stuffed doll. Plus, it's the thing with the mannequin. You know how every episode, whatever shirt Joey was wearing, the mannequin was also wearing the same one? So Joey is really stoked and excited when he wakes up. Like, hey, how's it going? It's Thanksgiving. I'm so excited. And Jesse just kind of glares at him like, why can't you wake up grouchy like normal people? So I'm going to play this clip as Danny delivers some disappointing news. Not unsettling, but um, it's something that the three guys together are have to going to have to come up with a plan B because... Yeah. 
I'm going to say is, if someone is going to plan Thanksgiving for you, they don't come out the day of. They come out the day before and start getting things prepared. Boys, brace yourselves. It's snowing in Tacoma. No. Boy, it's a good thing I didn't sleep through that noon. You don't understand. My mom lives in Tacoma, and she snowed in. She was supposed to make our Thanksgiving dinner for us. It's no problem. We'll make that seven-course meal ourselves. Seven courses. How you ask? The miracle <laughs> of Thanksgiving. You are a moron. <laughs> there's a miracle of Christmas, and there's, there's Smokey Robinson, and a miracle is this miracle whip. But there's no miracle of Thanksgiving, huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, no? Suppose the pilgrims had landed in Florida. We'd all be eating flamingo. <laughs> really? All I know is everything today has to be absolutely perfect. Why? Because it's the girls' first Thanksgiving without their mother. And it's your first Thanksgiving oh, without your sister. We gotta, we gotta make this a fun day. We gotta make it a great day for these girls. And it will be. You know why? Why? The miracle <laughs> of Thanksgiving. Now let's get in there and cook. Right. Right after that, we'll hunt for eggs left by the Thanksgiving bunny. <laughs> so I looked up if you were driving from Tacoma, Washington to San Francisco. It's 777 miles, so that's 12 hours and 58 minutes. So basically, round trip, what I'm seeing here from Tacoma to San Francisco, it's roughly around a two-hour flight, so it's not very much. However, Jesse comes down and says... Er, Jesse, guys, I'm sorry. Danny explains to the guys that it's snowing in Tacoma, Washington. Jesse's like, wow... Gee, I could have went all my life without knowing that information. Danny's like, you don't understand. My mom lives in Tacoma. It snowed in. She was going to make the Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm just thinking, it's Thanksgiving dinner. You know you got to be up super early in the a.m. to get that turkey going because it's got to cook for however, is it however many hours based on how much it weighs? And then, of course, it, Joey even said it's a seven-course meal. So that means, what, mashed potatoes, corn, um, yams, if you like yams, cranberry sauce. I'm not a fan, but Jeremy's a fan of that. Um, one thing I like to bring at Thanksgiving is um, the cornbread bake I get from GFS, Gordon Food Services. Bring it every year. I've been bringing it for years, and it just, it's so it's so good. Everyone asks for it every year. And it's just like, no, if you were doing that, you would have been there the night before so you can be up early. You're not going to arrive on Thanksgiving Day because you need to prepare for situations like this. And keep in mind, she'd already stayed, what was it, at least a month, maybe three months with them after Pam passed away. And he explains to Jesse and Joey, it's like, guys, we got to make this the best Thanksgiving ever for these girls. And because this is very important. Jesse, who's clearly still asleep, is like, why? Why do we have to do that? And Danny says, because it's the girls' first Thanksgiving without their mother. 
And I'm like, and because it's your first Thanksgiving without your sister, and it's my first Thanksgiving without my wife. But especially for the girls. The girls are really going to be affected by this. I'm not saying that nobody else is. Everyone deals with grief in their own way. Joey, of course, keeps ringing up the miracle of Thanksgiving. Hence the title of the episode, The Miracle of Thanksgiving. Joey even suggests, like, hey, we're going to cook that seven-course meal ourselves. He's so pumped. He's so ready to go. And Jesse's like, there is no miracle of Thanksgiving. There's a miracle of Christmas. But there is no miracle of Thanksgiving. Like, Jesse, you got to turn that frown upside down, buddy. Come on. Wake up. Wake up. It's Thanksgiving Day. I get it. You probably got in late from wherever you were. You're still half asleep. But the girls need you to bring your best. You got to be on your A game. Danny and Joey are there. Jesse, you got to come on. Let's let's get back. Let's forget you'll get to sleep in tomorrow. Shoot. On Black Friday. But right now, we need you top notch. All right, let's take a shot of all this stuff on the living on the um kitchen table we got a baster we got a pot we got what looks like a strainer we got turkey lacer i don't know what that is got some celery in a bag we got what looks like possibly potato salad it looks like red peppers those are gonna be red pe peppers because those are not tomato i don't think they're tomatoes but they could be they're buried under that might be bread Oh, wait, no, there's the bread. I'm not sure what's in those bags. This giant, naked, bald, white as snow turkey that's raw as the dickens. It's got the, it's got the, the pimples, the goosebumps on it. Like, you got that sitting right next, like, touching the bread. Throw the bread out. It's now contaminated. You need to get that away from the other foot. And there's, like... I don't know whether that's lettuce or what it is, but it's like, you need to get that raw turkey away from that other stuff because you're contaminating it. We got some yams. We got some corn. I can't tell. A lot of stuff, guys. A lot, a lot of stuff. And Dan's like, all right, we got everything on the table. What should we make first? And Jesse's like, reservations. And Danny agrees. It's like, I get it. I mean, it does look very intimidating, all this food spread out like this. My mind will be going 100 miles an hour, just, what, what, what do I do first? And especially if it was just me doing, oh my goodness, that is a nervous breakdown waiting to happen. We really need to thank this Thanksgiving, all the people that work their butts off to provide Thanksgiving dinner for people, that take the time to cook the turkey so it's bright and brown and golden crispy it just they they work so hard to put on a meal for everybody that you know is going to be devoured within the course of an hour or two right but there's just so much we don't realize unless we're doing the cooking we don't realize the hard work that is involved with all of this stuff you're sure gonna hear about it once it's all over and so and so is complaining about I gotta do all this stuff I know how to preach you know that kind of thing it's like 
That's what irritates me. It's like, yes, I get that you're stressed, but you did suggest to do this yourself. You don't want anyone's help, yet you complain about the fact that, I'm going to do this all by myself. Yeah, that kind of, I, I don't like those people. Those people is like, stress me out. It's like, I'm now feeling guilty for even coming over because now you're complaining. But Danny, Danny's like, hey, look, families all over the world are turning these ingredients into a Thanksgiving feast. It really cannot be that difficult. So I'm going to play this clip. Okay, everything's on the table and ready for cooking. What should we make first? Reservations. <laughs> I know this looks a little intimidating, but families all over this great country are turning these raw ingredients into a Thanksgiving feast. Maybe we should go have dinner with one of them. <laughs> Nobody panic. We've got cookbooks. If you can read English, you can cook. For instance, basic bread <laughs> stuffing. Melt one-third cup butter in a heavy skillet. That's easy. <laughs> On the stove, right? No, no, no. We should take the butter on a rocket ship and send it to the sun. <laughs> All right, guys, stay with me here. Add one-fourth cup finely minced onion. Uh-oh. We've got three different kinds of onion here. Uh-oh. It's are not... Any pictures? <laughs> well, here's one of Betty Crocker, but they cut her off above the onions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, stir in four cups breadcrumbs, see pages 35 to 37, two cups chicken stock, see pages 46 to 48, what? one pound pork sauces, see pages 78 to 81. <laughs> stuffing is highly overrated. Yeah, forget the stuffing, don't worry about it. Hey, mister, what happened to the miracle with a horn thing of Thanksgiving? We can get a restaurant reservation on Thanksgiving. There's your miracle. Right. So I looked it up, a turkey lacer, because they have one of those on the table, and I want to know what it is. Turkey lacers, the purpose is to keep all the stuffing inside the bird by preventing it from falling out, and also to keep the stuffing moist to, by avoiding a wide exposed surface of the stuffing that would go brown and crispy. You know, crispy doesn't sound bad. I know stuffing's probably supposed to be soft, right? I've never been a fan of stuffing. I don't know why, but I'm just not into it. Turkey lacers are very inexpensive. They are usually sold in packs of six, eight, or ten. Apparently, you can get turkey lacers for a buck ninety-nine at Bed Bath and Beyond. They're currently in stock. There's these Regency turkey lacers for trussing turkey. I don't know what a trussing turkey is, but they're metal things with hooks on the end. That's creepy. All right. So Joey, luckily, he's got a cookbook. Betty Crocker. Like, nobody panic. We got cookbooks. We can do this. It's going to be all right. Joey says, if you can read English, you can cook. That line I could definitely see if this were redone not being there because a lot of people would find that offensive. All right. So he looks at the recipe for basic bread stuffing. Melt one-third butter cup. One-third cup butter in a heavy skillet. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Simple, simple, simple. And Danny's like, how do you do that? And Jesse makes a joke like, well, you send the butter in a rocket ship to the sun. <sighs> I really don't like Jesse's attitude. But then again, I think he's masking some feelings that have yet to um, <clears throat> be revealed and erupt later on. Plus, he's just being grouchy because he like just woke up five minutes ago. The oh, Danny's like on the stove, right? Danny, buddy, um, did... Do you ever watch your wife cook something, anything, on the stove, in a pan? No, you didn't? Oh, you know what? Because he was probably working, and by the time he got home, he got home in time for dinner, and the stuff was already there on the table, already made, so. 
But then again, you got your weekend. So come on, Danny. I know you're nervous, buddy. It's going to be okay. So Joey's pretty much, he's got the cookbook. He's like, guys, come on, stay, stay with me on this. All right. All right. Add one fourth cup and finely minced onion. Danny's like, well, we got a problem. We got like three different onions here. Three different kinds of onions here. Well, I can definitely tell it's not going to be a red onion. It's definitely not going to be a French onion. And it's probably going to be the golden brownish yellow onion that you got in your hand sitting next to the red onion. Just ask yourself, Danny, ask yourself this question. Would you want stuffing with French onion cut up in it or red onion cut up in it? I mean, it's cool if you do, but think of what in your mind would taste better. Come on, guys. I get it. You're, you've never been a brown food before it's actually been made into something, so it's overwhelming. They also have yams there. And lettuce. And cauliflower. Do they really honestly need to make all of that food? Seven courses? Really? You know that stuff. You're going to be eating that stuff for weeks. Making turkey sandwiches for the girls for lunches. And for Danny's lunch. For work and all that stuff. Danny's like, oh, are there any pictures? Does he still got the onions there? It's like, well, no. But there's a picture here of Betty Crocker, Joey says. Sadly, they cropped her picture just above her onions. Like, oh, for heaven's sake. Joey's shirt is a mixture of, like, white puzzle pieces against a black background with tiny yellow light robin's egg blue and red puzzle pieces. I think it's colorful. It's cute. It says Betty Crocker's International Cookbook. So the thing that, this is a recipe, right? It says stir in four cups breadcrumbs, but you got to see pages 35 to 37 because each thing that you need to do has a separate section for it that you have to flip to a different page. Stuff when it comes to, you know, breadcrumbs and pork sausage is going to probably be in the meat section while the breadcrumbs are with the bread section. Two cups chicken stock, you're going to want to see pages 46 to 48. So... Joey is getting a little overwhelmed here, too. He just shuts the book. You know what? Stuffing is highly overrated. We probably don't need that. We can cut that out, and that cuts down on the time. Granted, that turkey is becoming room temperature. The longer it stays on that kitchen table, (laughs) that thing is not getting done. I'm telling you right now. That thing looks like at least a 20-plus pound turkey. That will probably have to be how... I'm going to look up how long it takes to cook one of those turkeys. This is pretty much, here's how long to cook a turkey weighing in at 30 pounds. You know, probably have to cook it for four to four and a half to five hours at 325. Well, this is interesting. They probably didn't check. Well, this thing had to have been in the fridge because it says a 30 pound turkey should thaw in the refrigerator six to seven days for the sink water Sink water bath method. Begin the thawing the night before. Let it rest in the water for at least 15 15 hours. So, okay, there's a couple options for you. So, Jesse, of course, sees that Joey's enthusiasm is slowly draining away. She's like, hey, mister, what happened to the miracle? Thanksgiving. And Joey's like, I 
love Joey's <laughs> response to that. He's like, if we can get a restaurant reservation on Thanksgiving, there's your miracle. I was just thinking, even though it's a different holiday, remember the Santa Claus movie that came out in, like, 94 with Tim Allen? Um, and he's taking his eight-year-old son, Charlie, to, like, Denny's on Christmas Eve. And all the stuff that they want, like, eggnog, we're out. Charlie wanted chocolate, chocolate milk. We're out. Mine's fine. Poor kid. I just, I remember that. It's like, and then when he, he looks around, there's like all these single dads who had issues in the kitchen. Because the reason they're at Danny's is because uh, Tim Allen's character, Scott Calvin, burnt the heck out of the turkey. Which, of course, spoiler alert, is going to happen to the Tanner's turkey. But they make the best of it. That's what the tanners do. They make the best of bad situations. Turning negatives into positives. So the girls come in saying, Happy Thanksgiving! They're still in their pajamas. I love how DJ's got these little friendship bracelets on her arm. Two of them. Probably one is from Kimmy. One is with from another friend that we never see or hear about. So the guys pretty much mask their fear of trying to make this food into something that's, you know, edible. They're like, oh, happy Thanksgiving, girls. How are you doing? Oh. So DJ and Stephanie got a little surprise. Like, hey, check out Big Bad Biker Mama as Michelle comes in on a little toy scooter, a little toy bike, in her little canary yellow footsie pajamas. It's so cute. And she's got a, Michelle rides in and she's like, oh, this is fun. And Jesse said, come on, Michelle, come on, pop a wheelie, pop a wheelie, pop a wheelie. Because Jesse's got the motorcycle Harley, and she does, she pops the wheelie, you know, lifting up the top half of the bike for the top wheel to go in the air. And Jesse is so like, hey, taught her everything she knows. <laughs> this is so cute. Snowing up north and Grandma can't make it. Oh. But don't worry, because we're going to go to the best restaurant in town and have a super great Thanksgiving feast. Okay, it's quiz time. How is Thanksgiving going to be? Super great. Ding, 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 ding. That's correct. And now, DJ to tie, how is Thanksgiving going to be? Time's up. <laughs> Steph, how could you say that sounds super great? I think the idea stinks. Can I change my vote? <laughs> DJ, what's wrong? Mom always cooked as a home-cooked meal for Thanksgiving. Don't you think we should have Thanksgiving here? Yeah, we're just a little bit nervous about turning all this food into something that can still be eaten. <laughs> Last year, Mom taught me how to make our picture-perfect pumpkin pie, so I can make that, and I can help. <coughs> And I talked to Grandma last night on the phone, and she was going to put me in charge of the turkey anyways, so I can handle that, too. Well, but you can watch the turkey, but you're not going to cook it. DJ, you're right. Guys, we can do this. <coughs> I am going to make that stuffing. All right. You know what, fellas? It just so happens I can do amazing things with a yam. <laughs> and in many parts of the world, I am known as Mr. Vegetable. 
Give me my kid. Oh, I'm feeling the miracle. The miracle of Thanksgiving. Can you feel it? wearing like a long pink with white lace around uh all the way down to her feet nightgown and Stephanie is wearing a light blue pajama set top and bottom with the front of her pajama top has this ginormous brown bear with a heart and then she's wearing little bear slippers. And Danny lets the girls know, look, um, I have some really bad news. Um, your grandma is stuck in Tacoma, so she can't make it because there's a snowstorm. And the girls are like, oh, no. And Danny's like, but guess what? We are going to go to the best restaurant in town. So Stephanie's gung-ho, like, oh, a restaurant! That's gonna be so great! DJ, on the, on the other hand, remains silent. She is not happy about it. And Danny's all pretending he's like a game show host. Like, DJ to tie, what's gonna be the best Thanksgiving? Yes or no? Is this gonna be the best Thanksgiving ever? And Stephanie's playing along, eh, you took too long, DJ. DJ is not just sad. She's angry. She's like, Steph, how can you say that? I think the idea stinks. So she just has such a, a rotten attitude, which is understandable. I get it. Every year they stay home. You know, they, they have family dinner time and DJ is not one to break tradition. She wants to kind of stick to that. And she says every year mom cooked us a home you know, Thanksgiving Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving Christmas, a Thanksgiving meal. Every single year. And Danny's like, oh, I know that, sweetie, and I get it, but um, we're just having a lot of trouble trying to figure out how to make all this stuff on that kitchen table magically turn into food that's edible. So, DJ reveals, look, I was on the phone with Grandma last night, and she was going to put me in charge of the turkey anyway, and I remember when Mom showed me how to make her picture-perfect pumpkin pie, so I can also do that, and I love how Stephanie's adding in, like, oh, I can help, like, with my help, yes, of course, it's going to be great. Well, when DJ says the idea stinks, Danny hands off Michelle to Joey, turns to DJ and kind of gets eye level with her and says, DJ, what's wrong? It's like, well, bud, what what do you think is wrong? She's upset that this is the first Thanksgiving without her mother, and you guys are changing a tradition of what you normally have, you know, Thanksgiving dinner at the house. And you want to change it up and just go to a restaurant, which is, even though it's convenient for yourself, so you don't have to worry about, you know, the hustle and the bustle of, making all this food into something edible. DJ's just trying to hold on to the memories of her mom and th these traditions of, like, even though she's not here, I really want to keep the tr tradition of life. And she says, you know, I talked to Grandma on the phone. She told me how to cook the turkey. She was going to put me in charge of it, which, 
I don't know about in charge of it. That's more like, well, you can be my special helper type of deal, you know, something like that. But you, no way were you putting that turkey in the oven. So I like that DJ is able, like, we can do this. We can make it work. And Danny is catching on to her enthusiasm. Like, okay, guys, you know what? DJ's right. We can do this. We can make this work. And finally, Jesse's on board 100%. Grouchy Jesse is just, boom, gone. So I love how Joey does this evangelistic, like, he's exercising a demon because he puts... A hand to Jesse's forehead and Danny's forehead. It's like, can you feel it? And they're like, we can feel it. And he's like, good, let's cook. And we get a adorable montage. DJ and Stephanie are in their Thanksgiving attire, getting the silverware. It's just a really cute. They're singing to the song, get ready, because here I come. Oh, also, I'm looking at the, um, the fridge, and there is definitely one of the, it's not a turkey where you put a handprint down, it looks like the same tur multiple multicolored turkey feathers that were used on that pinecone turkey. There's also, like, a little silhouette pilgrim S, uh, pilgrimess, I'm not sure how you say, uh. I don't know if it's Pilgrim and Pilgrim-esque for, you know, male and female, but there is one, a little magnet, and I think there might be something else on the fridge, too, that is also Thanksgiving-related. So the girls are getting the table all set up with the silverware. What is it? It's left is going to be the forks, and then right is going to be the spoon. Wait, 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 hold on. N-I-F-E, N-I-F-E. So, fork and knife go on the left because there's four letters in the word left and four and fork and knife. And then, of course, spoon has five letters and so does the word right. So, it goes on the right. I like this. The kitchen table is just adorned with this uh, just nice white lacy f dinner table linen and it's just the everyone's like got a great attitude about everything. They got a little mini boom box up on the counter. It's nice to see that the kitchen table is not covered with the food anymore. Joey and Danny are pulling out like the the yams, or what else do you call that? Um, sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. So they're doing a little line here as Jesse is passing other dishes of food to DJ. DJ passes to Stephanie and so on and so forth as it's all pretty much sitting on the table, ready to go. I love this! The family's just having such a fun, great time! Michelle is in this adorable little red Christmassy type holiday dress. It's so cute because she's still on the little the little bike thing that she's rolled into the kitchen on. DJ's got a really plain prairie dress type of thing. It's kind of drab looking and the only thing adornment she has in her hair is going to be that cotton candy pink 
yarn bow. Stephanie's wearing a baby blue dress with white tights and white dress uh, shoes. Excuse me. I love how Jesse's like, come on, uh, DJ and Stephanie, let's do that temptation thing. It's just everyone is having an awesome time just dancing around. Joey, of course, with the big red apron on, he's got the turkey, and it looks a golden, crispy, yummy brown. Joey sets the platter of the Thanksgiving turkey on the table. It's still on the the roasting metal grid thing that you want to call that he pulled out of the oven, but it's got that ceramic platter just underneath it because of course it's going to have to go back in the oven because while Danny is praising DJ Joey goes to start to carve into it and realizes there's something wrong because he can't even yet it's a crispy golden brown and yet, and yet it's still frozen <laughs> so I'm going to play this clip turkey to the girls and then he takes it over to be carved while Danny has the girls sit down at the table our Thanksgiving table Jesse of course says and the girl who made it all possible DJ with the turkey and everything so as Danny's sitting down with Michelle there he's like Michelle what are they gonna carve turkey turkey Danny, if she hasn't said it by now, she's... Oh, next Thanksgiving, she'll say it. Trust me, I'm sure she will say it. She'll probably even add a happy to the Thanksgiving along with to the, the, the turkey word. So We've got a lot of stuff here. Cranberries, mashed potatoes. I can't tell. Those, I think those are yams. We've got some green beans. We've got some, probably some biscuits. DJ, of course, voice is like, oh, this is so much better than a restaurant. Stephanie asks, oh, yeah, I don't like how those booster seats pinch my butt, my, um, my tushy. But I'm surprised that she still even would need a booster seat. That sounds more like for someone, well, Michelle would definitely need a high chair. She's not booster seat ready just yet. So now we cut over to the kitchen counter. Jesse 
is watching Joey try to carve in the turkey. Joey says, we got a problem here, Jess. Jesse's like, all right, let me try it. And he starts, he starts, he's got the for, the fork, the prong thing. And then he's kind of tapping the knife on the turkey as in, okay, this thing is frozen. This isn't good. Well, the problem is you guys did not defrost it. You probably pulled it right out of the freezer, ripped off the plastic wrap, and just hoped for the best. That. That, of course it's frozen. I mean, it's probably going to have a golden crispy skin because it's going to cook the skin, but as far as the, the meat inside of it, it's not going to it's not gonna cook it because it's got to be able to defrost. Not to mention, did you pull all the giblets and the, the, the whatchamacallit stuff inside to put the... Because that stuff would be frozen too. You wouldn't be able to get the stuffing in there if that stuff's frozen solid. After Jesse's like, it's frozen, like he can't believe it. We cut to the kitchen table where Danny is praising the girls. Like, I had no idea. You two are so good in the kitchen. You should open up your own restaurant and support me for the rest of my life. The turkey, the pie, you should open a restaurant and support me the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't think so. So, meanwhile, while Danny is praising the girls, Jesse and Joey, they don't want to just flat out say, Danny, the turkey's frozen. Because, you know, they DJ's happy at this point. We don't want to rock that boat. So they use for emphasis, Joey grabs out a bag of ice, as in holding it up, trying to get Danny's attention. And they're frozen. The thing's frozen. Jesse's got, a, like, a mallet that you would, like, pound into meat. And then he's got something else that he's, like, going to try to hit the turkey with to emphasize, it's frozen, I can't get this into this. So, Danny, of course, is like, oh, boy, as DJ's like, I'm so glad this worked out so perfectly. Uh, yeah, honey, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. DJ's like, you know, I wasn't sure if I could pull it off or anything, but I just, but it turned out just the way Mom cooked it last year. Well, as I say, appearances can be deceiving. Of course, DJ's like, do you think she would have been proud of me? And Danny is just like, uh, yeah, honey, she would have been very proud of you. I, I don't doubt that at all. And you hear that music play in just before commercial, like, oh, this is going to go from started up bad, went to kind of good and happy moment. Now it's like, we're going to have to break some hearts. There's going to be some tears coming because this, one way or another, I mean, they kind of played off like, hey, look, we're just going to take your turkey, pop it in the oven for just a little bit more. And DJ's like, oh, well, Dad, you don't want to, like, you don't want to overcook it. And Danny's like, DJ, I don't think that's possible. Don't worry about it. Excuse me a second. I'll be right back. You two stay right here. Is there something <laughs> wrong with my turkey? Uh, no, no, there's, uh, no turkey problem here at all. Uh, this is a very happy bird. Yeah, yeah he's happier than heck to be dead right here in our kitchen. <laughs> in fact, I'm just gonna shove that sucker back in the oven for just a couple more minutes. Are you sure there's nothing wrong with my turkey? Oh, of course, honey. You know what a nut I am about that extra crispy skin. Oh, yeah, that's so yummy, though. Dad, don't overcook it. We don't want it to get dry. There's no danger of that happening, DJ. <laughs> Someone's at the door. <laughs> Who's going to get it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's 
Let's all go get it. Let's all yeah. go get it. Come on, girls. Let's go see who came to visit us on Thanksgiving Day. You know it isn't Grandma. Immediately as Danny gets up from the kitchen table, like, excuse me, girls, I'll be right back. You two stay right here. Immediately, DJ jumps out of her seat. It's like, oh, is there something wrong with my turkey? And they're like, oh, no, no, of course not, no. You know what? I am going to shove it back into the oven for just a little bit. Because you know how I love that crispy skin, guys? I love that crispy skin myself. Love it. Oh, so good. Favorite part of the turkey. Then drowning it in gravy. Oh, yummy. But I get her nervousness because she was nervous kind of going into it and hoping that it would be, you know, up to snuff with what her, her mom would normally do. And the one thing she's worried about, like, well, Dad, you don't want it to dry out. And Danny looks at her like, there's no chance of that happening, DJ. Granted, now there's a ring at the doorbell. Like, hmm, who could be visiting us on Thanksgiving Day? I mean, everyone who's going to be here is here in the kitchen in the house. I would be like, hey, maybe Grandma made it after all. But nope, it's not Grandma. It's two ladies who are trying to find... So the whole family goes out to answer the door. And standing on their doorstep are two beautiful blonde ladies. One is in a royal blue dress. And the other one is in a pale pink, which looks like cashmere dress. The lady in the blue almost kind of makes me think of the, you know, Danny's wife, Pam. Who also had blonde hair. But it's not the same actress. Wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> so, we don't know their names yet. But the lady in the pale pink cashmere dress is holding a turkey that's wrapped in aluminum foil and also in one of those foil type pans. So when Danny opens the door, he looks right at Jesse and says, Hey, these must be your friends, Jesse. And Jesse's like, well, no, not yet. And he's like, come in, come in. So the pale pink cashmere dress lady is Paula, and the lady in the blue is her sister, Alexandria. Danny, of course, introduces himself as Danny Tanner, his children, Michelle, who he's holding, and DJ and Stephanie. And, of course, that is Jesse and Joey. A lot of introductions, a lot of people. A lady who plays, I'm going to bring that up on IMDb, because the lady who plays um, Paula looks like, seriously, like a dead ringer for, is it Christy Taylor, Christine Taylor, who played Marsha Brady in the Brady Bunch movie, and also um, Holly, Drew Barrymore's character's cousin in The Wedding Singer. So the woman who plays Paula, who looks like Christy Taylor, if that's her name, is that how you say it? Is it Christy or Christine? Taylor. Christine Taylor. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Let me get out of this for a second. Here we go. Lisa Savage. She's been in Nine Things. Kind of little bit parts, really. Um, she was, First thing, her credit is... Season 2 of Who's the Boss? Season 2, 11, The Graduates. 
Oh, where Mona has graduated from college. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So she plays Carla. Oh, she was in an episode of a show called You Again, which stars John, a young John Stamos and Jack Klugman. Yeah, this guy looks like, but it's not him. It's like, hey, that looks like one of the Ropers, but it's not. She was also in 1988, uh, the movie Beaches with Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey. She played Barbara Hershey's husband's mistress. Yeah. She was also on an episode of MacGyver, Forever Young. She used to play Woman at Picnic. And then her last credit was Nurse Lind in an episode of Knott's Landing from 93. Now, the woman who is in the blue dress who makes me kind of think of Pam a little bit. Barbara Kylian, K-I-E-L-I-A-N. She's got half the credits as uh, Lisa does here. 87, Full House, Alexandra was her first credit. Also an episode of Just in Time, a television series from 88. Paradise, also 1988. Criminal Act, in 1989 as Hooker. All right, well... So, it isn't until the kids, you know, everyone says hi. Stephanie's like, hi, who are you? It's like, yeah, that is a question on everyone's mind. Who are these two ladies? And Alexandra asks, isn't this 1882 Gerard? No, this Gerard is spelled with a J. I swear, in the episode comments Great Adventure in season eight, I swear Gerard is spelled with a G. I mean, yes, it is 1882 Gerard. However, Joey adds Gerard Way, Avenue, Street, Place, or Lane. This woman, Michelle's talking on the microphone in season eight, telling Comet they live at 1882 Gerard Street. Maybe it's Avenue. I'm going to go look because it's going to drive me nuts if I don't figure it out right this second. By the way, it's Comet's excellent adventure, not great adventure. Gerard Street, so I was fine. Joey could have just left out Street since they are in 1882 Gerard Street and just said Gerard Way Avenue Place or Lane. That is too many Gerards. That is, is that normal? So Alexandria says, well, I'm not sure Uncle Henry just moved to town. Does he not have a phone? I mean, you girls, ladies couldn't have called and said, let me make sure I get this right, Uncle Henry. And clearly, if they're bringing him Thanksgiving dinner, clearly they didn't have anywhere else to go, and Uncle Henry is going to just celebrate by himself in front of the TV, probably eating takeout or Mickey D's or whatever place. Is Mickey, is McDonald's even open on Thanksgiving? I know Denny's is. I mean, I kind of wonder if maybe some of the fast food restaurants either are closed the whole day or they're only open for a certain time. Granted, if you work at a movie theater or a video store... Those are open all day on those days. I know because I didn't work on Thanksgiving or Christmas, but I worked, I think it was probably New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I know I worked on Halloween and maybe even a 4th of July. Because at Blockbuster, you had to have at least, I think it was two out of the major holidays, if not maybe four, that you could work. 
So. So, Paula asks, like, can we use your phone? We're already late and this hot turkey's getting cold. They said the magic word. Turkey. Hot turkey. So, Danny's got his his mind is really like, alright, I know what I want. He's already got a plan, but the thing is, he's got to get the girls upstairs or at least out of the room for him to be able to pull this off. So says, girls, why don't you go upstairs and wash your hands? And they're like, but our hands are already clean. And he's like, yes, but they're not Thanksgiving clean. And they're like, well, we can't really argue with that. Okay. And of course, I think they took Michelle. He's like, here, take Michelle, because... You gotta have the kids out of the room to pull this off. They're gonna pull, try to pull off a turkey heist. And if that doesn't work, they're gonna ask, like, I'll give you money for your turkey. So, once the girls have gone upstairs, Danny goes over while Paula and Alexandra are on the phone with their Uncle Henry, getting his correct address. Danny tells them, men, that turkey was meant for us. So, Jesse's like, well, uh, I get a feeling like this may come as a surprise to the young ladies. It's like, what, are you just going to steal their turkey from them? Like, uh, no, 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 no. This is going to be where Jesse comes in. His ways of womanizing is going to work to the advantage here. As Danny says, there's only one person who convinced these women to stay to dinner. And Jesse's like, well, this is kind of a challenge. I mean, it'd be a little easy if it was, like, one girl with a chicken on Groundhog's Day. Oh, Danny goes for the guilt, like Jesse. Just think of little DJ's face when she goes into the kitchen and sees a turkey ice sculpture in the oven. So, Jesse was all right, like, all right, all right, for DJ. The, the guilt will work. Thank you, Danny. I'll give it a shot, but I will need a few things. So he's like, I definitely need some drinks. We gotta, like, get the lady some drinks. Danny's gonna dim the lights. Joey's on the drinks. Joey says, I'll get us some traditional pumpkin margaritas. Now, I don't drink. I've never had a margarita. But something pumpkin-ish just sounds... Because it's Thanksgiving. And Jesse's just, like, like looking at Dan, like, oh, can you believe this guy? And Joey's like, hey, all right, all right, I'll surprise you. Like, all right, go, get into the kitchen there, Joey. So I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paula, and this is my sister, Alexandra. Hi, I'm Danny Tanner, and these are my kids, Michelle and DJ and Stephanie, and that's Jesse and Joey. Hi. 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 <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> this 1882 Gerard. Uh, Gerard Way, Avenue Street, Place, or Lane. I'm not sure Uncle Henry just moved to town. Can we use your phone? We're already late and this hot turkey is getting cold. Hot turkey, sure. <laughs> There's the phone right over there. Great. Uh, girls, take Michelle and go upstairs and wash your hands. Why? They're clean. Yeah, but they're not Thanksgiving clean. Go, go, go. Go. <laughs> This is the miracle of Thanksgiving. That turkey was meant for us. Oh, I've got a feeling that it may come as a surprise to the young ladies. There's only one person who can convince these women to stay for dinner. Uh, no, fellas, it's gonna be a little rough. I mean, it'd be easier if it was like, say, one girl with a chicken on Groundhog's Day. Jesse, just think of little DJ's face when she goes into the kitchen and sees a turkey ice sculpture in the oven. <laughs> 
I'll give it a shot. I'm need to fix things up. You, you dim the lights. Joey, go get some drinks. I'll get us some traditional pumpkin margaritas. Alright, I'll surprise you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really sorry if we interrupted your dinner. Oh, dinner? What a coincidence. I was just going to talk about dinner. See, I figured, why spend dinner over Uncle Hank's house, which, by the way, you can't even find, uh, when fate has kind of dropped you and your bird, if you will, here in our laps? Because our husbands wouldn't like it. Speaking of husbands, oh. where are they? Both in your court. Uh, I'll give you $100 for that turkey. Excuse me? 125 you want to buy our turkey? You bet, 140. This is crazy. 150. Let's talk. So, Polly and Alexandria are apologize for interrupting the Tanner's meal, their turkey dinner, and Tanny's like, "Oh yeah, turkey dinner, of course. That's not a big deal." Jesse jumps right in there with, "You know, speaking of, you know, turkey dinner, why go to Uncle Hank's house, who you can't even find out, you don't even know where he lives? Why don't you hang out here with your turkey? And right away, Alexandria is like, well, because our husbands wouldn't like it. And I'm like, well, speaking of husbands, where are they? It's Thanksgiving. Are they working at a movie theater and a video store? Because where are they? Are they... Uh, seriously, it's like... They could be pilots. That could be another reason why they're not. Both the ladies' husbands are pilots. Or they work in a movie theater or a video store that just happens to be open on Thanksgiving. Or they work at a Denny's. I don't know. Maybe they're both cooks. Or managers and they gotta be there. They gotta show up. So since that tactic clearly didn't work, like, they get, like, what Jesse's pushing there. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I know what you're doing, and our husbands would not approve. Danny's like, you know what? Um, second thought, I'll pay a hundred bucks for your turkey. And they're like, excuse me? You want to buy our turkey? The number keeps jumping. 100, 125, 140, 150. It almost gets up to $200. Meanwhile, we cut to the kitchen where Joey is making a smattering of seltzer water or some type of mini alcoholic beverage. I don't know what it is. Has anyone ever drank a glass bottle and gotten their tongue stuck inside of it? I swear, there's a Rescue 911 episode about that. So Joey's got a problem. He's, like, yanking on it, trying to pull it off, and it's like, mm, that bottle is good and stuck on your tongue. He even lets his hand go and just is waggling the bottle from side to side with his tongue. Like, yeah, it's one of those things where you will be in full-blown panic mode, as I probably- I wouldn't be putting my tongue in a bottle. That's why I'm happy by the time that I got old enough to drink, like, pop and stuff. It was already in plastic bottles. Or can't, can't, ooh, ooh. Cans, I think, are worse. Because it's the metal rim that you're sipping from. Easily could cut yourself up that way. Or if you're drinking out of a bottle, your tongue gets stuck. There's, you know, the edges around that bottle 
that you're sipping from are, are smooth, but even still, so I wouldn't want to get my tongue stuck in there. So Joey is trying all manner to get this bottle off. He even goes over to the little desk, sits down on the chair, opens the little desk drawer, puts the bottle in and shoves it, and he starts yanking on his own hair to, like, get... This is a big problem when he goes over to the back of a chair, sticks the glass bottle between the rungs of the chair, and starts yanking on it. Thus, the bottle is now getting stuck. This is all, of course, comedic time filler. Here's a quick thing. You got the bottle on your tongue stuck between two rungs, right? You have two free hands. Put the chair down, flat on the floor. You have two hands. You can still use them. Go and take and put one hand on the other side of the bottle and lift it up from the rung. Simple. Simple. Granted, now we got another commotion going on. We got smoke coming out of there. No one checked on that turkey. It's been probably 20 plus minutes or more. No one has checked on the turkey. Smoke is arising. They don't have, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, smoke detectors in the house. Of course, they don't, because otherwise that would be going off. Now, those ladies are still out in the living room with Danny and Jesse. Joey, bottle still attached to the back of this chair, zips out into the living room, causing a commotion, and the girls are... Alexandria, even at one point, is just like, they're freaked out. And she's like, what planet have we landed on? They don't know Joey. They don't know his antics. Because he starts screaming, ah, ah, you know, whatever, however you can scream with a bottle on the end of your tongue. And he starts running around with this chair in front of his face, like a five-alarm fire, freaking out, going gobble, 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 with his, his arms are flapping up and down. I'm going to play this clip because it's like, what is this? <laughs> Screaming won't help you now, Jojo. now. That is total... Oh my god, it's on fire, that turkey. So the girls are like, uh, I think I hear Uncle Henry calling as uh, Alexandria and Paula get out of there. Like, what planet have we left? Now, Alexandria's face is like, oh my god, what planet have we landed on? It's like, oh my goodness. Meanwhile, Joey just commotion. The kid in the kitchen. I get that, of course, the kitchen door is closed so of course the fire is going to be contained however there's an open space 
that you can walk through from the laundry room into the living room. That smoke is not very, there's not a lot of it. It's mainly just contained to the oven and just that small section of, you know, the kitchen island area. And Jesse makes a lassie joke, like, oh, what is it, girl? Did Grandpa fall in the river again? And they start going into the kitchen, and Joey, meanwhile, is kicking Danny in the butt, like, move it. She and Danny just looks at Joey like, dude, what? Oh, they react quickly. They see the smoke. They get in there. We see Danny opening the oven, and the smoke just put right into his face. Like, I can't even see. He pulls it out. That turkey, which was a nice golden crispy brown, is completely black and charcoal. And it's still on fire on one side. The girls come down and DJ's like, my turkey, what happened to it? Danny is like, I love that crispy skin. Nobody wants that gross turkey. But Danny says, look, it's all my fault. Your turkey was a little bit frozen, so I shoved it in the oven. And he's a moron because he cranked it up all the way. You're lucky... The oven was the only thing that had smoke coming out of it because you could have burned your kitchen down. And that is, this always seems like a trope. Oh, it's going to take so many hours to thaw this out. Let me crank up the oven to like 500 plus degrees. Like, that's not, that never works. It's like, I'll get it done in half the time. You will not. You will end up burning it and ruining it. Suffice it to say, guys, the, the turkey's done. It's overdone. It's... If they had Comet there, Comet would even turn that his nose up at that. Like, no, thank you. So, DJ can't believe it. Like, my turkey was frozen, and Danny is full-on taking the blame for it. Like, it's all my fault, DJ. He really wants to keep DJ from having a meltdown. And she's like, it was frozen. I didn't defrost it enough. <coughs> Honey, they didn't defrost it enough. You guys should have had that thing in the sink the night before, or, th or in the refrigerator for a week oh boy and it goes from even bad to even worse as stephanie like, don't feel bad at least we can still have the and stephanie pulls the pie which is on a plate off the kitchen counter and the way she holds it is like face down which you would never do you would never take something and then tip it look forward because you know it's going to slide right off. And the pie hits the floor as Stephanie says, at least we can sell the pie. And she figured if all the pie's on the floor, may as well add the plate that was underneath it. Stephanie, or DJ is already, you know, upset and stressed out. She's like, tell me that didn't happen. And Stephanie's like, it didn't happen. She's like, yes, it did. Oh, and I'm poor Stephanie. I'm ruined mom's picture-perfect pumpkin pie. Can you imagine trying to say picture-perfect pumpkin pie five times fast? No way. It's all about the yarn bows in season one. So many yarn bows. DJ with a pink yarn bow. You got Stephanie with the white yarn bows to make little um, pigtails. Stephanie's upset. She zips upstairs. And DJ's like, and I ruined the turkey, and she runs upstairs. I'm going to play this clip. I'm <laughs> fire. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that crispy skin. What happened? It's all my fault, honey. I just, your turkey was a little frozen, so I shoved it in the oven, and I, I'm an idiot. I cranked it up all the way. My turkey was frozen? 
DJ, it's all my fault. It was frozen. I didn't defrost it enough. Don't feel bad. Leaping still can have the pot. Hi. <coughs> Tell me that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Yes, it did. I ruined Mom's picture-perfect pumpkin pie. <coughs> and I ruined the turkey. I'm going to go talk to DJ. Danny heads upstairs to talk to DJ. Joey originally says, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Stephanie. And Joey's, Jesse tells him, like, Joey, you got a bottle on the tip of your tongue there. So he yanks it off. He's like, I will talk to Stephanie. You take Michelle. And <laughs> Joey's, like, got the feeling in his tongue. Back. It's a miracle. Of Thanksgiving. And you hear Michelle say, Turkey. I don't think that's her voice. No. That. No. That's not. That was not. That was someone who. Because they. I'm like, oh, let's throw in turkey. But she's only nine months old. Turkey is a two-syllable word. That would certainly definitely be a miracle of Thanksgiving if she said turkey on her own. Not with the help of, um. Someone doing uh, ADR in the background or whatever. So now we cut up to Danny's room. And DJ knows what Danny's going to say. Like, Dad, you don't have to tell me, all right? I know I ruined Thanksgiving for everybody. They both sit down on this wicker piece of furniture, which is like a little bench at the foot of Danny's bed, which has Danny's blue robe and red pajamas at the head of it. Or at the uh, foot of it. There's even an exercise bike. This is a large bedroom. And DJ's feeling bad because she feels like she let her mom down. And Danny's like, why? Because of the turkey? Honey, your mom knew that Thanksgiving wasn't just, wasn't about turkeys. It was about being together as a family. And he says, it's also about being thankful for what we have. And I'm just thinking of something here. So Danny's mom couldn't make it. She, you know, lives in Tacoma. Jesse's parents live in San Fran. The only other child they have has now passed. They could be showing up for their grandkids' first Thanksgiving without their mother. I mean, uh, we will find out why they're not there at the end of the episode. But even so, it's like, come on. Danny could use the hope. I get it, Jesse and Joey are there. So they probably figure, like, Jesse and Joey are there. It'll be fine. It'll be fine for them. It's like, no, you could be spending time with your grand, your only grandchildren and your son. I love Danny's pep talk here. He's like, I'm thankful that I have you. I mean, you're the one who pulled us all together tonight. If it weren't for you, we'd be sitting in a Denny's right now. It's not really sinking into DJ. She's like, you're just trying to make me feel better. It's like, sweetie, come on. I mean, at least 
least let him try. And he's like, is it working? He's like, no. And Danny's like, hey, you think you feel bad? I feel worse. I tried to buy that those ladies turkey for like 200 bucks. He's like, are you? And DJ's like, dad, are you serious? It's like, yeah. She's like, you could have given me the $200. Like, <laughs> no. He says, I felt so bad about your frozen turkey that I offered those ladies 200 bucks for theirs. Because, mind you, the girls were upstairs washing their hands or probably playing with their toys in the whole meantime. So I had no idea what was going on downstairs. She says, she should have just told me the truth and given me the $200. He says, that would have made me feel better. Like, I'm sure $200.87 would have made anybody feel better. And they're starting to giggle a little bit and smile more. So it's like they are kind of cheering each other up. And Danny says, sometimes you remind me so much of your mom. Well, she should. She shares her DNA. I love how Danny leans his head on DJ's head and says, you always have a smile for me when I need one. <laughs> and DJ brings up a saying that her mom said, smiles are free, so give them away. Eh, that's cute. I like that. So I'm going to play this clip. I just, I love Danny's moments when his girls, you know, he's all about lectures. He's super dad. And it's just, it's really sweet. Because I know that in a moment, I'm going to, the waterworks are going to come up when um, Jesse is showing Stephanie that photo album of him and Pam when they were kids. Dad, you don't have to tell me. I know I ruined Thanksgiving for everyone. You didn't ruin anything. I let Mom down. Why? Because of the turkey? DJ, Mom knew Thanksgiving wasn't about turkeys. It's about family. And about being thankful for what we have. I'm thankful I've got you. You're the one who pulled us all together tonight. You're just trying to make me feel better. <laughs> Is it working? No. You think you feel bad? I feel worse. You couldn't. Oh, yeah? Wait till I tell you what's been going on. I felt so bad about your frozen turkey, and I offered those ladies $200 for theirs. Dad, that's crazy. You should have just told me the truth and given me the $200. <laughs> that would have made me feel better. Thanks for making me feel better. You're welcome. Sometimes you remind me so much of your mom. You always have a smile for me when I need one. Yeah, well, like mom said, smiles are free, so give them away. So now we come to the girls' room. We hear Stephanie. She's hiding in the closet. And she's like, Uncle Jesse, are you still here? Jesse's standing out there. He's got his arms folded across his chest. Like, Ugh. He's like, no, I left. You can come out of the closet now. And she's like, nice try. <laughs> and Jesse kind of throws up his hands. Like, <laughs> yeah, this kid's a lot smarter. You're going to have to work a little bit harder. Jesse finally is like, all right, that's it. Scoot over, sweetie. I'm coming in there. So he sits down there in there with her. And you see Stephanie kind of tucked away, way in the back behind a bunch of clothes. And she's like, hi. And she's like, I broke the pie. And, and Jesse's like, well, that's all right. I mean, people break things all the time. He's like, it's all right. As he pats her stomach, like, no big deal. Everybody makes mistakes. And Stephanie's like, not pie mistakes. 
He's like, yes, even pie mistakes. So Chester's like, all right, you come with me. I'm going to show you a mistake I made when I was your age. So he gives her a piggyback ride to his room. So I'm going to play this clip as he shows her a picture of his moment of stupidity. They're sitting on Jesse's bed, and he's pulling out the photo album. Amazed at my stupidity. Here, come on, sit on my lap. Okay. All right. Take a look at that. Who's that goofy-looking guy with silly hair and big ears? Okay. <laughs> well, not big ears. They're fine how the dreads, bigger. Why is your hair so lopsided? Well, that's the thing, see? When I was five and your mom was ten... I let her cut my hair because she said she was in beauty school. And you believed her? <laughs> well, I said I was five. I'm five and I wouldn't fall for that. Really? She's a little smarter than I am. How are you? Look at this. Oh, yeah. Hey. Who's that little girl with you? That's your mommy. She's pretty, isn't she? Yeah. What's she holding? Well, on one hand, she's holding her scissors. and the other hand, she's holding about 95% of my hair. <laughs> I'm looking for your hair for us, Oh, yeah, that's for Halloween, huh? Great. How you guys doing? We're cool. <laughs> Let's go have some black turkey and some pile of floor. <laughs> okay, but can we make a new pie? Sure, Steph. I promise not to drop it. I promise not to freeze it. Okay, let's go. Okay, come on. Oh, Stephanie's like, who's that weird kid with the big ears and crazy hair? And Jesse says, well, that was me. And he's like, all right, when I was five and your mom was ten, so there's a five-year age difference between them, I let her cut my hair because she said she was in beauty school. And <laughs> it's funny how Stephanie's like, well, I mean, I wouldn't have believed her and jesse's like well i wasn't told you i was five and so she's like well i was five and i'm five and i don't believe it <laughs> of course he's like well then maybe you're a little smarter than me you little ankle biter as he tickles her and stephanie points to another picture and says Who's that little girl with you? And Jesse, it's, oh, you see, like, his face change. It's like he's got to swallow a lump in his throat. Because I don't think that Stephanie's seen a picture of her mother when her mother was young. And for all she knows, maybe that could be another sibling. Well, I think she'd know how many siblings. Maybe she just thinks it's, like, his cousin or something. And he, he she's like, who's that little girl with you, she asks. And he's like... Well, that's your mommy. She's pretty, isn't she? And Stephanie's like, yeah. And Stephanie's like, well, what's she holding? And Jesse's like, well, she's holding a pair of scissors in one hand and about 95% of my hair in the other. And you just see that it is slowly starting to hit Jesse. He's probably put it out of his mind a little bit other than when Danny said, you know, we got to make this real special for the girls. You know, this is their first Thanksgiving without their mother. It isn't until he starts flipping through the pictures of him and his big sister that it starts to hit him 
that this is his first Thanksgiving without his sister. You know, and Jesse said, you know, he's looked up to his big sister. She was always taking care of him and everything like that. So DJ and Danny come in and they're like, hey, let's go have some burnt black turkey. And Stephanie's like, okay, let's have some pie on the floor. Or no, DJ says we'll have pie on the a la floor or something. And Stephanie kind of asks DJ, like, hey, do you think we can make a new pie? I'm kind of wondering, like, if you're making it from scratch, how long is that going to take? I don't even know what time of day this is. Um, in the background, we do see Jesse's exterminator outfit kind of hanging from the closet, outside the closet door. So the girls high-five and off they go. But Danny ushers the girls out and he just pretty much assumes that Jesse's like right behind him. And Jesse, you know, is in his room for a minute and he, he's looking back on the pictures. And he's looking at them and he's like, You missed a great Thanksgiving, sis. And that's when Danny comes in. He's like, you coming? And... Jesse immediately puts the photo uh, photo album down on his bed. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Danny immediately goes right to the photo album and picks it up and starts looking at some of the pictures and pointing things out. Jesse, at this point, he's trying to be tough. He was trying to, he's been bottling this emotion and everything like this. And the fact that Danny is, like, pointing stuff out, it's like, this is kind of a private moment for Jesse. He really is like, let's just go. He's kind of put it at the back of his mind again. And now Danny is wanting to talk. And Danny says, I forgot how much the girls like, like look like Pam when she was their age. <laughs> and Jesse is just like, yeah, right, come on, let's go, man, as he puts the photo album back down. Like, he wants to get out of there and kind of get away from the room for a minute in the photo album. And Danny's sensing a little bit of um, discomfort in Jesse. He's like, well, wait a second, you want to talk? Jesse's like, no, no, why would I want to talk? He's like, come on, let's go. Jesse, uh, Danny, I get it, you know, he's the king of, you know, dad talks and, and talking things out and everything like that. And he and Jesse are now in the hallway. And Danny's like, it's okay if you're hurting. And you know, Jesse is the type of guy, he's not going to discuss his feelings with somebody. He kind of, yeah, he, he keeps his feelings kind of under his, his vest. You know, that's kind of just who he is. Until he's actually pushed, and then he unloads. And Jesse's like, look, I'm not hurting, I'm hungry, okay? He's like, I want to go eat, let's go, please. He's basically shutting this door. Like, I don't want to talk about I don't want to have this conversation. And Danny, in a way, if you think about it, he is kind of poking the bear here. He's like, well, I hadn't really thought about this, but this must be really hard on you, Jesse, because you've had more Thanksgivings and holidays with Pam than any of us have. And Jesse's getting PO'd. He's getting angry. He's like, what is it going to take to get through you? I don't want to have this conversation. And Danny eventually just was like, okay, okay, he puts his hand. I'm like, all right, okay, look, I get it. He says, so leave me alone, right? He goes back in his room. And Danny is like, okay. And, but he follows Jesse into his room. I'm like, that is, I wouldn't. And Danny's like, all right, I'll just be moseying along. But, you know, if you do want to talk, you know where I live. 
Oh, he says, if you want to talk, you know my home number. So, Danny is backing off, but he's just leaving the door open. Like, I'm here if you do want to talk. Oh my god, John Samos is so good in this scene. He's not even looking at Danny anymore. He's just, he's, he's looking down and he's like, when's it gonna stop hurting, man? And he's just, he's really, he's trying to hold it together, but his just, his, his voice is breaking. And just, he's like, I, I keep thinking, like, the pain is gonna go away, but it doesn't. And he's really trying to describe how he's feeling, like, uh, you know, I see, I see pictures of her and everything, and I, I get this feeling like this, you about to say, like, empty. And Jesse finally sits on the bed, and his... You know, kind of covering his face a little bit. You know, I get it. He's a tough guy. He doesn't want to display these emotions. And it's really, really hard for him. Danny sits on the bed with Jesse and says, I know that feeling, Jesse. And let me tell you, it never goes away. I don't think it ever completely goes away. And he says, Danny says, sometimes it's easier, but on days like this, it's real hard. Danny just puts a hand on Jesse's knee. He's like, but you don't have to go through this alone. And Jesse finally looks at Danny and says, I'm missing her, man. And he explains, like, this is so hard for me to talk about. He's probably kept this so shut in. Because when the pilot started, it was three months since Pam's death. And, um... You know, so now at this point, it's been about probably half a year. So for Danny, it actually helps him to talk about, it, you know, the memories and everything like that. He says, that's what keeps her in your heart. As long as you guys, you know, you keep talking about her and stuff like that. It's like, that's what, what helps. And like I said, everyone... Everyone grieves differently. Like, Danny, he has probably dealt with this privately. He's probably seen somebody, talked to somebody, and he's kind of, you know, put it away, you know, in the back corner of his mind. And he's kind of, you know, dealt with that in his own way. So he's able to get through this without breaking down. So in a way, I get Jesse kind of wants to shut out some of this, but now he's finally opening up. And Danny's like, you want to keep her alive? Let's, let's talk about her. Let's talk about the memories and everything. And I'm just thinking with Danny, you have three beautiful little girls that are every day going to remind you of your wife in so many ways. And you see Jesse kind of, you know, rubbing his eyes a little bit. So... Jesse decides to share his own memory of, you know how everyone knows the story of how I got my hair all chopped off and everything by Pam, but do you want to know how I retaliated? So he pulls the photo album back out, and he, he shows Danny, like, did you ever see your wife with red, white, and blue hair? <laughs> and he's like, I think she looked cute. How'd you do this? So it, Jesse says, it was the middle of the night, two things of finger paints, and vanilla pudding. <laughs> 
And Jesse's like, I was a wicked little five-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had a rebellious side from an early age. He, he definitely was giving his, his parents a bit of uh, a run for their money there. I did say that Pam was an angel because I don't think she was. And Danny just looks at Jesse and says, I'm glad you're here, Jesse. So I'm going to play this clip. I'm going to go back to when the girls and Jess, uh, Danny leaves the room and Jesse starts to get really upset. Great Thanksgiving, sis. You coming? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Wait, look at this. I forgot how much the girls looked like Pam when she was their age. Yeah, all right. Come on, let's go. Wait a second. You want to talk? <coughs> no, why would I want to talk? Come on, let's go. Jesse, it's okay if you're hurting. I'm not hurting. I'm hungry. I want to go eat. Let's go, please. You know, I hadn't thought about this. This must be real hard on you. You spent more Thanksgivings with Pam than any of us. Dude, what does it take to get through you? I don't want to have this conversation, okay? So leave me alone. Okay. Fine. I'll just be moseying along. But if you want to talk, you know my home number. It's going to stop hurting, man. I, I keep thinking the pain's going to go away, but... It doesn't. When I, I see pictures, or I, I think of her, I, I get this feeling, this... Imp I know that feeling, Jesse. And I don't think it ever completely goes away. Sometimes it's easier, but on days like this, it's real hard. But you don't have to go through this alone. Listen, man. It's, it's hard for me to talk about it. Talking about it, that's what helps me. Talking about the memories, that's what keeps her in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows a story about how I got my hair all chopped up and everything, but I bet you don't know how I retaliated. Look at this. <laughs> you ever see your wife with red, white, and blue hair? <laughs> I think she looks cute. How did you do this? Uh, picture this, man. It was the middle of the night, two things of finger paints, and vanilla pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I was a wicked little five-year-old, wasn't I? <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Jesse. So the family's sitting at the kitchen table with their beloved bounty before them as Danny says a prayer. Danny says, Lord, we want to thank you for this bountiful yet slightly overcooked reheated meal. And everyone says, Amen, as Danny continues. What we're most thankful for is being part of a family who really loves each other. The family says, Amen, and they're all holding hands. So Jesse's parents are in Orange County with all his father's goofy relatives. That's why they couldn't be there. So at this point in, in the show, it's season one. Jesse's name is still Cro Cochran. It's not Katsopoulos. His family is not Greek yet. Joey is thankful for being a part of this family and to God bless his dad and his third wife, Janice. <laughs> wow. 
You know, we had to think on that for a minute. Like, third wave Janice, that's it, that's right. And, of course, Joey thanks his mom, who's on a Thanksgiving gambling junket. Oh, boy. Wow, well, we you know where Joey gets his uh, impulsive tendencies from, I guess, huh? Must be uh, run in the Gladstone bloodline. Oh, it's in Atlantic City. And he said, Joey says, seven come eleven, mom. Seven come eleven must mean, like, good luck or something. So, DJ's like, carve the turkey, turkey, dad. <laughs> like, my pleasure as he stands up. And he starts carving into it. He's like, alright, well, we have dark meat and really dark meat. Oh, wait, he says, who wants white meat? And all of them raise their hands. If Michelle could, she'd raise her hand, too. As Danny carves into it, which he carves into it pretty easily, he says, we have dark meat and really dark meat. Everyone decides to just go with the sides, so like the mashed potatoes, the green bean casserole, the sweet potatoes with the mushrooms on top, and all that good stuff. So I'm going to play this clip. Lord, as we gather this Thanksgiving, we want to thank you for this bountiful, yet slightly overcooked, reheated meal. <laughs> but what we're most thankful for is being part of a family who really loves each other. God bless my mom and dad who are in Orange County with all my dad's goofy relatives. And I'd just like to say that I'm happy to be a part of this family. And God bless my dad and his third wife, Janice. And to my mom who's on a Thanksgiving gambling junket to Atlantic City. Seven come eleven, Mom. Carve the turkey, Dad. My pleasure. Okay, who wants white meat? Scratch the white meat. Uh, we have dark meat and really dark meat. <laughs> so that's the episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved covering this episode. Perfect for the holiday season now that it's November. So if I gotta go with best outfit, I think I'm definitely going to go with Michelle's little holiday dress. And then for worst, of course, has got to go to DJ's Thanksgiving dress. It's just, it's very plain prairie dress. It's just, it's not appealing in any way. I, even, I mean, Stephanie's is kind of a pale blue, but he, and it's a nice dress. Nicer than DJ's, but um, relatable, I got to go with Jesse. Just him in that moment, just thinking of his sister and him breaking down in front of Danny and Danny kind of helping him through it. So, so I pulled up the moment where Jesse breaks down in front of Danny on, there's a clip of it on um, YouTube and I want to read some of the comments. These are beautiful heartfelt comments. The top one here is from two years ago. It hurt me when he asked Danny, when is it going to stop hurting man? The next one, three years ago. Jesse is broken. He lost his big sister. He loved her so much. That is very true. He does. Two, this person two years ago commented, I forgot about this episode and this scene. This scene really hits home for me now as I recently lost my big sister unexpectedly. It does hurt so bad that I don't think the pain will ever go away. Five years ago, this person posted, This is one of the episodes that make me cry. A person commented, me too. And another person says, 
This one, the pilot episode, and the episode where Papuli dies are successful in getting me to at least shed a tear. As much as I love the funny moments of this show, the serious moments like the ones I just mentioned are very special to me. This one is from five years ago. This is like the one in a few times that Jesse gets emotional. Poor guy. It's obvious... It's obvious the loss of Pam was extremely heart-wrenching. This person says, it's heart-wrenching just thinking about it. This person commented two years ago, Siblings are often the forgotten grievers. I lost my big sister two weeks ago, and it still hurts when I think about her. It makes me wonder if the hurt will ever go away. And this person here says, well, it makes sense. She was, da Je she was Jessie's sister long before she was Danny's wife. And even Danny says, it's like, you had more holidays with Pam than any of us did. One person from two years ago put, I lost my mother a few weeks before Thanksgiving last year. I know how Jesse feels. This person says they lost a friend because of suicide about three weeks before Christmas. And they can relate to Jesse. When will it stop hurting? As sad as this moment is, just seeing these comments, guys, and just everybody is just expressing what this scene has meant to them and how they can relate to this character. And it's just, it's amazing. It's sad. It's just beautiful that even in some of the comments, people would just say, I'm, I'm sorry. And sometimes even though that doesn't sound like it, it's enough for the person, but at least you want to get off or something. You want to say something. This person lost a grandfather a little over a month ago. Oh my goodness. So many people in this clip just, they've lost people. And this one person said, I cried so hard in this. Yes. When you, this is from eight months ago, guys. When you lose a family member, holidays become harder because you feel the empty space they once occupied at the table. Even though my great grandmother was old, we knew she would go. And we knew she would go. We still miss her presence and the important spot that she had as a matriarch. It gets better as time goes on, but you never truly stop missing, missing that person. These moments are so beautiful. The show may not acknowledge all this regularly, but it doesn't forget about what the show is. And when it does in moments like this, it's sad and touching. Yes, it's a comedy about three goofballs raising three little girls and their crazy antics, but as much as it is that, it's still a show about a man who lost his wife and how he and his family pick up the pieces. Danny still lost the love of his life, the girls still lost their mother at a very young age, and Jesse still lost his big sister, and they all have to cope with that. There are quite a few shows that have Thanksgiving episodes. There's a two-part season three episode, two-parter of Elf, called Turkey in the Straw, parts one and two. In this episode, Elf already ate the Thanksgiving turkey raw, while Willie fails to find a new one. So Raquel, the next-door neighbor, the uh, Raquel Othmanic, invites the Tanners over. A storm arrives, as does the neighborhood bum, a homeless person, since Elf has been leaving food and clothes for him. Whoops. Part two of this episode, Pete has called the alien task force. Pete is the bum slash homeless person. He has been told to keep Elf occupied until Sergeant Fox and his men arrive to capture him, dead or alive. Will Pete sell Elf out after he's talked with him for a while? Will he? You'll have to find out. Another episode I covered uh, on the Wonder Years podcast 
from The Wonder Years at Season 4, Episode 7, entitled The Ties That Bind. In this episode, money is tight around the Arnold household, and things don't go... Things don't look so good when the kitchen stove finally dies. Jack goes to Norcom to ask for a raise and gets it, as well as a promotion. With the new stove in the kitchen, it seems the Arnold's problems are over. Until it becomes clear that Jack won't be back for Thanksgiving. There's, ups, there's also a Thanksgiving episode of the OC called Homecoming. It's from season one. There is a special feature on this disc of the Miracle of Thanksgiving episode. It's a bunch of fun facts. I can read them for you real quick. Danny's Mustang on the show is named Bullet. After the 1969 film Bullet, where Steve McQueen drove a Mustang. After Jesse wrecks Bullet, the car is replaced with Walter. The cast did not actually drive across the Golden Gate Bridge. Instead, the creators filmed look-alike actors from a helicopter. Some shots in the opening sequence, they're basically talking about the theme song here, some shots in the opening sequence were supposed to take place in San Francisco, but were taped in Griffith Park in Los Angeles. The Full House theme song is called Everywhere You Look and was written by Jeff Franklin, Jesse Frederick, and Bennett Silvey. Jesse Frederick performs the song. All the shots in the city of San Francisco were taped on one day and were used throughout the entire eight-season run of the series. Bob Saget was born May 17th, 1956 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Apparently he's a Taurus. This isn't Bob Saget's first role as a bachelor. He was a winning bachelor when he appeared on The Dating Game in 1979. In the first season, the producers of the show didn't want people to know that Mary-Kate and Ashley were two people. So they were billed as Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen. A lot of this is stuff we kind of probably already know. I think I might skip through some of the stuff we already kind of know and uh, get to stuff maybe we don't. I'd like to see stuff if it's in the episode. Like, <laughs> they say, like, the scene had to be redone a few times or something to that effect. And we know Joey is not the girl's real uncle, and he and Danny met in fifth grade, and Joey's middle name is Elvin. Danny's middle name is Ernest. Dave Coulier played in a celebrity hockey league with the likes of Jason Priestley, Matthew Perry, Alan Thicke, Michael J. Fox, and Michael Keaton. Dave was also named the honorary captain of the Detroit Red Wings hockey team. He was born in Detroit, Michigan. Hello, Michigander! Woo! John Stamos's John's original family name was Stamatopoulos? see why they wanted to maybe trim that down a smidge. So during the first season, Full House aired Friday nights at 8pm. That's a pretty good time slot. It aired against a one-hour drama of Beauty and the Beast on CBS and the sitcom Rags to Riches on NBC. While Full House was slow to start, it went on to run for eight seasons. The shows it competed against were not so fortunate. Beauty and the Beast was canceled after three seasons. Rags to Riches didn't even last the entire season. Mary-Kate and Ashley have an older brother, Trent, two younger sisters, Lizzie and Taylor, and a younger brother, Jake. Okay, so from I'm seeing IMDb, it says, along with their twin, Ashley, Mary-Kate has an older brother, Trent, okay, it says that, a younger sister, Elizabeth Olsen, and two half-siblings from her father's second marriage, Olsen's parents divorced in 1996. So they divorced just after the show ended in 95. I thought they had a brother named James, who knows? Apparently, Gerard Street actually exists in San Francisco, but the Tanner address does not. Gerard Street only runs up to the 1400 block. The Tanner's phone number is 555-2424. DJ has a private phone number, which is 555-878-8722. In 1990, John Stamos was chosen by People Magazine as one of the top 50 most beautiful people. 
of the year. Oh, 50 most beautiful people in the world. Well, Ashley is older than Mary-Kate by two minutes. And Ashley is also taller than Mary-Kate by one inch. So, so it said supposedly at one point Jody Sweeten wanted to be a teacher or become a teacher and also teach kids on the set of television shows. So guys, this was really, <laughs> it didn't tell me anything really that I was more hoping for like, um, something that would show like behind the scenes facts or tips or something interesting that we wouldn't know. A lot of it was whenever a character would come on screen, it give their date of birth of where they were born and their astrology uh, sign, astrological sign. It's like, uh, it was boring. <laughs> it really was not that. I mean, any of that stuff, you can look that up just as easy on IMDb. So I want to play a clip here from a show that is similar in the same vein of what the Tanners are going through. It's the show called Party of Five. It's from season one, episode 10, entitled Thanksgiving. Only nine months after their parents' fatal accident, Charlie takes Charlie is the oldest sibling. Then you have Bailey... Julia, Claudia, and then baby Owen. This is similar to Full House. The only difference is it's both parents were killed in a car crash, not one. The older brother, Charlie Salinger, is 24 years old. And you have the realism of some of these kids, their parents aren't there. 16-year-old Bailey is having to take care of hiring a nanny for little six to nine month old Owen and also pay all the bills make sure his younger siblings 15 year old Julia and uh 11 year old Claudia and baby Owen are all being taken care of this is and the other thing one thing that is similar aside from the fact that you know the parents died in a car crash is that it's also set in San Francisco like full house they also had an earthquake episode, but here's the synopsis for this episode. Only nine months after their parents' fatal accident, Charlie decides the siblings aren't ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. To their shock, the drunk driver, Walter Elcott, already makes parole for good behavior. Claudia breaks the agreement not to go see him and finds a rather charming bookstore owner. Bailey then consults a lawyer, goes to vent his complex frustrations at the Elcott home, and seeks comfort with Kate, who Kate is Bailey's girlfriend, who tells how her parent, her divorced mother's life was poisoned until she chose to accept her father's adultery. That's not the same. <laughs> After Walter's adult daughter Annie is turned down offering a piece a pie by Julia, she visits their home, returns in a most forgiving mood, and cooks a Thanksgiving dinner. Charlie is not inclined to join in, but ultimately discusses his own guilt issue with Walter. Here is uh, another synopsis. The arrival of Thanksgiving brings back troubling memories for the Salingers and their grief over their dead parents. It's compounded when they learn that Walter Elcott, the drunk driver who was responsible for their parents' death, has been paroled from prison and he's seeking forgiveness from the Salingers. Despite Charlie's orders to stay away from Elcott, a curious Claudia, an angry Bailey, an unsure Julia, and eventually Charlie himself individually meet with Elcott to try to put the painful past behind him, them. 
the one scene I want to play from this episode is with Bailey being very angry with this Walter Elcott for killing his parents. But he also really brings up his baby brother, Owen, who is probably right around Michelle's age. Granted, this show started in 94 and Full House started in 1987. But Bailey voices the concern of the fact that Owen's going to walk soon and his parents aren't going to see it because that drunk driver didn't stop at that red light. And he also talks about, you know, memories that, you know, he and his other siblings have of their parents are starting to forget stuff. And he even says, you know, Owen, he's not even going to know to ask these questions. And this is pretty much their first Thanksgiving without their parents. I just, I wanted to play Bailey's just because of how angry he is. In a way, that's kind of how Jesse's feeling, you know, angry and frustrated and holding all this pent up frustration and hurt and anger inside. But it just, it just kind of makes me think the same thing with Michelle. She's not going to have any memories of her mother. Actually, no, first off, I want to play this clip first, and then I'll play the one with um, Bailey getting angry at Walter Elcott. But this is the family's back at home after they just got this bomb dropped on them at their dad's restaurant, Salinger's. The lawyer came and told them that the drunk driver, Walter Elcott, is being released on parole. And the family's deciding whether or not they want to see him. What does that mean? Anyway, <coughs> say he's sorry. Have you seen him to explain what happened? There's nothing for us to talk about. I don't know. <coughs> what? Is there anything that he has to say that you want to hear? An apology? Give me a break. Emmett says maybe. Emmett says that we should worry about ourselves. <coughs> not about this guy. Walter <coughs> Maybe it'd be good for us. Oh, that's a load of crap. <coughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe it kind of helps you to get past it. I mean, you see him one time, that's it, and you're past it. Hey, we were all doing fine before tonight. I think I can get past it without looking at his face. Maybe, but he's always going to be out there. And instead of it being this big question that's always wondering, we could close that door forever. Are you saying you want to see him? I'm not sure. God! Hey, wait. Why are you being so mean? <sighs> Look, we've got to decide one way or the other. Forget it. <laughs> He can shove his apology. It doesn't do me any good. All it does is make him feel better. Now, you give me one reason why we should do that. So he can't sleep at night. That's fine with me. Charlie? <coughs> what? Don't you have anything to say about this at all? I'm with Bailey. Alright, so here's the next clip with Bailey visiting Walter Elcott. And Bailey's got a lot of anger that he just wants to unload on this guy. God, I'm nervous. I've gone through this <coughs> conversation so many times in my head. For so many months. Really, you saw it as a conversation. I say something, you say something. Well, yes. And just out of curiosity, what do, what do I say? It's okay. I forgive you. 
And how does it end? Do we, we shake hands or do we hug? I know you're angry. <laughs> angry. Angry. No, I mean, I understand. I don't think you can. I really don't think that there is any way that you could possibly understand. You don't want to hear anything I have to say, do you? No, I sure don't. <coughs> okay, then. I want to know what you know about me. About my parents. Well, uh, I know their names. I know your mother was uh, 45 and your father was 48. <coughs> 47. Besides that, he owned a restaurant. She was a musician, a violinist. I mean the important stuff. She had hair all the way down her back. Did you know that? Beautiful dark hair. My father wouldn't let her cut. They were married 26 years last January. And my dad had still come home in the afternoon and he claimed he had a headache. And he and my mom would go upstairs and we all knew what they were doing. They loved each other. They were in love. <coughs> my sister asked me questions that I can't answer because I don't know. Like, like why didn't he wear a watch? Or, or what was that song she used to sing to us when we were little? When we had fevers. <coughs> and Owen. You won't even know to ask. They're just going to be pictures on the piano and stories that we all tell that everyone remembers a little differently. But he's going to walk soon. My brother. He's a couple weeks away. And they're not going to see it because of you. Because you had a few drinks. And you got in your car. And you went through that intersection and you killed them. What can I do? What do you want me to do? I want you to step on your damn brake and stop at that red light. So do I. But I can't. I can't take it back. <coughs> so what I have to do is figure out a way to go forward. I don't want you to get past this. I can't. Why should you? <coughs> See? I want to hurt you. I want to take something from you, something that is so much a part of you that you don't know who you are without it. And I want you to spend the rest of your life knowing that's what you did to us. And I want to make sure you never forget. Wow, Bailey is such an angry man. And I just think about... The episode we don't see where Danny has to come to terms with the fact that his wife passed away via a drunk driver. She didn't get a choice. Danny probably went through all of those emotions, those steps of grief. From the grief and the anger and the depression. The guilt. And eventually, by Thanksgiving... Of 1987 season one. Danny's accepted it. He can't bring his wife back. 
And Danny, to me, has never really appeared to be an angry individual. He tends to keep things... I mean, he's a talker, don't get me wrong. And he'll voice when he's angry. Jesse, of course, is one that will bottle things up. Joey, on the other hand, I mean, he's not related to Pam in any way, but when it comes to... The only thing you ever time on the show you ever see Joey really get angry is when he has to turn into a disciplinarian with DJ and the, um, with her coming late, home late from karate. And then, of course, when he's a substitute teacher and has to discipline Michelle for talking out of turn and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I just, I think about that. Is where is that, because, you know, just everything that he would be thinking and feeling and the fact that Danny's mother picked up everything and she came and helped him while he could that you know take care of the girls so Danny could grieve in the only way that he knew how and probably I'm sure there were lawyers involved you know this was a drunk driver that took his wife's life and everything there was probably a lot of stuff that had to be taken care of, and that way, if someone else is taking care of the kids, he can at least focus on this. And I wanted to play these two clips of Party of Five, the Thanksgiving episode, because in the Full House Thanksgiving episode, everybody is dealing with Pam's loss in their own way. They're just trying to get through that first Thanksgiving together. Can you imagine if... This drunk driver, the, the lawyer shows up to the house at Thanksgiving and says, Mr. Tanner, uh, the drunk driver that killed your wife has been released on parole. Can you imagine him dropping that bomb on Thanksgiving? My goodness gracious sake. Alright, so I want to read those other reviews that I hadn't gotten to yet. This one is a 10 out of 10, entitled Banding Together. This review was published on March 4th, 2016 by a reviewer that tends to leave quite a few reviews for the Full House episodes, Power Mandan. This episode shows how one loss can affect everybody. Pam Tanner has been gone for a few months, and it is the first one in the Tanner household without her. She was the missing piece of the puzzle that could fix anything. Without her, things will never be as good. Danny, Jesse, and Joey worked their hardest to make this year's Thanksgiving great. DJ almost completely remembers how to make a turkey, but a slight mistake in defrost time makes the whole turkey suffer. The guys try to cover it up, but won't last. Later, two girls come by, not knowing their uncle's address, and they try to get their well. The, uh, the guys try to get their turkey. Everything is resolved very emotionally. It shows how, excuse me, it shows to stick together no matter how hard or how bad things can be. Very good episode. Yes, I really like that. 9 out of 10, Taylor Kingston, April 26, 2015. The one with Thanksgiving. I love this episode. I love themed episodes such as Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, and Back to School slash End of Summer. This was a great first Thanksgiving for the series and is just a very funny episode. In this episode, it's Thanksgiving, sadly the first one without Danny's wife and the girl's mother, Pam. The entire family feels the effects of what that means. DJ wants to cook a great meal to honor her mother. 
since she always made such an amazing Thanksgiving meal. But sadly, things fall apart. The turkey doesn't completely cook. The pumpkin pie falls on the ground. And it's not just the dinner that's falling apart. Emotions are also... Emotions are also. The men of the house have to help the girls feel better and vice versa. Overall, I give this episode a 9 out of 10, which in my ratings book is amazing. And here's the last review. 8 out of 10. I was very impressed. This was published on February 5th, 2014. Danny drags Jesse and Joey out of their sleeping slumbers to help prepare the food for Thanksgiving. Pam not being here to help around the house presents a major problem for the Tanner household. After deciding to eat at home in lieu of a restaurant, DJ forgets to thaw the turkey. Danny is so preoccupied with not wanting to upset his daughter that he forgets Jesse might be in the most emotional pain of all. I like Full House. It definitely has quite a few episodes that are stupid and silly, but quite a few of them are hilarious and heartwarming. This is one of the best episodes in the series, period. I'm not really into Thanksgiving or the tradition, but it really moved me. This is how families should be, making sure they care for one another and be thankful of each other. Joey does some great slapstick involving a bottle, and there is a great dancing scene involving everyone as well. My favorite is Jesse's emotional scene. It isn't something you'd expect from someone of Jesse's stature. John Stamos did a good job with his breakdown scene. Danny consoling him was a touching moment. Yes, John Stamos, you get the award. First ever award that I'm dealing out. Je Jesse, John Stamos stole my heart this episode. He had me through the, the ringer with this. It really broke me up to see it and as I, I said at the beginning of the episode guys this is my first major holidays without my dad and after having spent last year with him because it was you know the last time you know probably as we thought might be the last time I get a chance to do that and it was a nice time I got to you know hang out there for a little bit then um I went out to visit with my husband's extended family it was good you know my sister was there pam was there the nieces and nephews were there it was a good time we didn't have a turkey because you know that was just a lot of work and what's the point right i mean granted i did have some turkey when i got to uh jeremy's um aunt and uncle's house and i got to have some of my cornbread bake which a lot of it was gone by the time i got there but um just Times are tough. Times are hard when you are dealing with that first holiday without that family member in your life that's always been there. It's like a hole. And even Jesse said, it's like this uh, part of me, this empty, f he, he couldn't get out, but it's like an empty feeling inside of me. And it's like, I get it. It's a hole that can't be filled by just happy times and trying to make like someone's presence isn't important at this you know time of the season and everything like that and when somebody in your life who's so full of life and energy and happy time my dad was that person he was the one that always made everybody laugh and just told the best stories and let me tell you guys that a person of that magnitude 
missing from your life, you feel that. And that's not something that can be easily replaced by food and laughs and this and that. The only thing you can really do is hold on to those memories that you have. Like Danny said, it's like, what helps me through this is talking about it and sharing memories. It's like you're keeping that person alive in your heart. Even though they're not there physically, they're there in spirit. And with Danny's three girls, you have three beautiful examples of your your wife and DJ's helpfulness and and Stephanie's excited. You know, I just remember from the um when I cover uh Goodbye Mr. Bear and just what they say about Michelle, just whenever Michelle like laughs and gets this it just all three girls remind them of Pam. So it's like you got three of the best pieces of your wife, some of the best pieces of your wife to always remind you of her. So she's never gonna be gone from you, Danny. And even Jesse stepping up and being a an uncle to these girls and being more involved in their lives just by being there and living with them on a day-to-day -day basis. It's like being part of a family is filling that emptiness inside of him and, and everything. He's stepping up. Little brother is stepping up to help big sister's family. So this is the episode, guys. I, I hope you really enjoyed it. I enjoyed covering it. And I'm going to talk real quick about the Fuller House Thanksgiving episode real quick. All right. This would be Season 2, Episode 6, Fuller Thanksgiving, which aired on December 9th, 2016. The house feels overstuffed when the entire Tanner family shows up for Thanksgiving, pushing DJ's organizational skills into overdrive. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's great to be able to see the family come full circle again and just have the extended, huge, a lot more players are involved this time around. So, I'm just, I love this show. I love Fuller House. I hear December, I think we're supposed to get the first half of the final season. I really wish we could get a teaser trailer or a trailer. I'm just thinking that they might just drop the show, like, without the trailer. Or if they're going to air it in December, I bet, if anything, we're going to get hopefully a trailer then in mid-November. Mid I, I really think right around just before... Thanksgiving or maybe around Thanksgiving we're going to get a trailer because like come on you've had a trailer for the others let's get a trailer for this one so that being said guys have a wonderful happy if you celebrate Thanksgiving or just if you're having a splendid family time or or, or however you're spending it the holidays or just I hope that you have a good time and even if you don't, don't feel pressured to have a good time. I mean, just just go there. Just be you. Just don't worry about feeling that pressure. Just immerse yourself in festivities. And just know, holidays, these this time of year, holidays are crazy. Not everything is going to go according to plan. Not everything is going to be perfect. Sometimes you're going to have burnt turkey. Sometimes you're going to drop a pie on the floor. It happens, right? But... You get up and you move forward. You make a new pie. You you know, you scrape off the the black burntness of that
turkey and get the the meat underneath. However you do it, you're just gonna you're gonna just move forward and make the best of your day. Don't dwell on the hard stuff. Don't like they say. Don't sweat the small stuff. The big stuff. The, the small. Just just yeah. So all right, everybody. Like I said, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, have a great one. Bye bye.